Nation! Welcome to episode 15 of the Super Classy Midwest Sports Podcast. The Gators Jayhawks has a nice two-game lead with five games to go. After our beloved Jayhawks still own the state of Kansas after the thumping of the Kansas State Wildcats 102-83. I'm your host, the C-Dizzle, and with me as always is the doc himself, the hype man. Hype man, sir, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, brother. And yourself? Oh man, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. We've got 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 a big week of college basketball coming up here for for our beloved Kansas Jayhawks, man. So yeah. I'm ready for it. You know, uh, part of me kind of felt bad for putting up 100 on K State, but then I I immediately remembered their entire uh, arena yelling F U K U. Yeah. So then I was like, you know what? That you talk like that. You get what you deserve. Oh, yeah. You, you get know, 100. I'll get yeah. 100 on you. Yeah, you always got to put 100, especially when you're playing against K-State and you're yeah. playing, at, playing at the Fieldhouse. I believe that is the second year in a row that we put up 100 points on the Kansas State Wildcats at the Fieldhouse. Well, you know, we did the same thing to Missouri this year, too. We did. You know, cheers yeah, to that. Yeah, cheers to that. That's great. Cheers to that. Yeah. Yes, I love that. Well, Five games to go, and you got two two more road games for the Hawks, and I think they'll wrap up the division, the, the Big 12 uh, after – you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But you know, speaking of speaking of sports, um, I think today's episode is going to be an interesting topic. Something that we could have spent probably twice as much time researching because there's unlimited amounts of articles and news stories, and that's children's athletics and the over involvement that the parents have. And yeah, basically. It's gotten ridiculous. Kids, yes. kids' sports is is ridiculous from what it was when we were kids, and I think what we're going to talk about today is basically we want to highlight that and say where do you draw the line? Exactly, you know. And we're going to go back to we're going to. I mean, we're going to talk a lot about back when Doc Doc and I when we played yep. sports when we were kids. You back, know, back in the nineties. Back in the nineties, you, you used to be able to just sign up for soccer and go play soccer. Exactly, you know, and and. Uh, you used to just sign up for basketball and play basketball. Maybe everyone had the same jersey. One side was green, the other side was yellow. Yeah. Are you green that day or are you yellow? <laughs> you know? Exactly. And it, it didn't really matter. Well, those right. days are over with. Yes. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna dig deeper into kids and uh, youth sports in yeah. this uh, episode. But first, we want to give out um, our PC apologies. Yep. yep. As always. Sorry to anyone who might easily be offended. Yeah, you know, if you guys don't like oh, any of the topics that we talk about, or or if you're offended, of, if you're one of those parents that takes your kids' sports a little too serious and you act a little crazy, um, hey man, we're not we're not trying to upset you or offend you by this episode. We're just trying to bring awareness um, to to the impact this has on people and kids and and just the ripple effect of being too fanatical about your your children's sports. How that can be detrimental right and we want to offer some tips at the end that you can do to to, uh, <laughs> to not get in a fight with the with the to, umpire to, to curb your your zealous uh, intense drive to watch you know your children succeed on <laughs> in a game that that honestly doesn't really matter right you know? exactly but like i'm saying man the day of just signing up for sports and like i just want to play to have my kid do something and to be fun and with other kids that's over with now, if you're playing sports and you're a kid, it's got to be super serious. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. In fact, I was reading uh, about, uh, well, it was a little kid, soccer team, eight years old. And they're making the players and the parents sign a contract where that, that their kid agrees to not play other sports. You know, basically, your, your kid's just going to play this, just going to play soccer, yada, yada. And right. it's like... 
Well, the research actually shows that it's good for kids to play a variety of sports. It is. It's not good just to play soccer or just to play baseball. It actually, doing those repetitive uh, movements involved in those games actually wears and tears on the body, and they're seeing actually more injuries in kids because of that. Yeah, I mean, that's the total makes sense, though, you know, because, like, I know last year uh, I was, you know, I was with my ex and we were going to a softball, to a tryout, and the coach asked, what extracurricular sports does wanted to know? Does, yeah, because he wants to know. Well, you know, soft, so softball is actually a really expensive sport to play. It is. Surprisingly, you'd think it's just a glove, cleats, and jersey. Right. No, there's a lot more to it. Yeah, they got had the nice, expensive travel buy the travel bags that got the wheels. And okay, so we didn't have those kids. We, we didn't did. have travel bags. We didn't have matching stuff. You didn't have a little team sweat outfit or track outfit. Mm-hmm. You had your jersey, and that was it. Yeah, and our jerseys weren't even fancy. I don't think we got into like cool jerseys until we were probably like twelve. Well, when we were yeah, when we played for the Barons, we had the you know the White Sox. We had the White Sox jersey. Yeah, the, yeah, it the, was a cool jersey, but it wasn't over the top. Right, it was, it was, it was just it was a shirt. Yeah, yeah, I remember those jerseys. You know what though? You look at little kids and their whole gear. Everything is is way too much. It's way too much. I agree. The, and and if, if you you see it because parents put the sticker. On their back of their car of their kid's team. Yeah. Little Johnny, number eight, plays for the Rockets, you know? It's like, well, go Johnny. Yeah. Why are we putting that on the car? Exactly. That's weird. I agree 100%. But, but I don't mean to if anyone, it's it's just an example of how involved it is because those parents are really happy that Johnny's on that team. And I think it becomes too much of an issue of what team is Johnny on versus <laughs> what sports he playing. Yeah. You know? You know. All right. Turns out... Children's athletics is a $15.3 billion industry, and that industry has doubled in the last decade, all right? So so this, this craziness started 10 years ago, mm-hmm. okay? And what we're seeing is kids are playing sports now year-round, and they're doing all these travel tournaments and stuff. They say it's not good for a kid to play a sport year-round. In fact, they recommend taking three months off from a sport at the end of the season just to recover. And this is what I'm saying, back to seeing more injuries uh, because the kids playing the same sport constantly versus playing a variety of sports. Well, don't you remember when we were playing, when we were playing baseball when we were kids, man, we played, I mean, we, we played four nights a week. We played we twice at Scaba. We and, played twice at, the, you know, for the and Optimus. It, and, and, dude, it was awesome. It was I lo- fun. I loved it. I did, too. I loved playing, playing four and, nights and a week. But I, man. Think, I think we were the start of this madness. I think it started with our, like that was kind of the beginning of this. Cause there was teams that we played against that did like some serious traveling and serious tournaments. And there were a few teams that took it real serious, right? you know? Um, but I, I think there's a fine line between having fun and spending your summer going around to different tournaments to your whole entire life. It, every weekend is spent to on that. You know, some some sports, man, if you're playing volleyball, like a serious club-level volleyball, that's like a $20,000 commitment. It is. Dude, t- those kids that play uh, the top-notch a- AAU basketball, yeah, dude, it's like it'd be like it's like fifteen grand. Well, yeah, because you got to think, man, the jerseys. It's you know, the travel. It's the travel. Yeah. It's the travel. Because, like, I know, like, when we were in baseball, you know, we were playing baseball, uh, we played against a team called the Orioles. Yeah. Remember? Joy Devine. That kid was from Junction City. He traveled... Three and nights a week to come and they to Topeka had jerseys, to play. Their jerseys were as legit as the actual <laughs> Baltimore Orioles. They, they were, you know. 
I mean, remember and Gary, like and Gary played. Gary Wilden played on that team. You yeah, know, and yeah. So I, had, I, that's what I mean. I think we were kind of the beginning of that, and now it's it's taken off. So it's like where where do we draw the line, and what point is too much? And I think if you if if your whole entire life is spent going to practice and all that, it's a little much. In fact, they say how much is too much. They say uh, you should your kids shouldn't practice more than five times a week. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about just the the cost to play sports. Uh, Time Magazine estimates that the average family can spend up to 10% of their income on sports, depending on how many kids they have playing. In fact, they estimate the average parent spends, what, what was it, $2,200 a year or something on their kid to play sports, which is probably a low number because I know talking yeah. to talking to buddies of ours who coach their kid's team, they said they were paying three grand, and that that was just to pay play. Just yeah, the average family spends two thousand two hundred ninety-two dollars per year just on sports, wow. which comes close to twenty thousand dollars. As some families invest in travel mm-hmm. teams and personal trainers, uh, lacrosse is one of the most expensive sports to play, unless you're looking at horseback riding and stuff like that. They estimate that it costs seven, basically eight thousand dollars. $7,900 a year just to play lacrosse because of equipment and things like that. Yeah. Hockey comes in number two with the average cost being $7,000. Hockey can get to be really expensive. Some especially pe- especially up north. Well, some people can pay upwards to $20,000 a year because here's how, how it gets. Uh, you didn't see that movie King Richard. I didn't, no. All right, great movie. I'd recommend everyone watch it. And it, it shows the kind of the intense level of just tennis and and. Richard says in the movie, tennis parents are like the worst people I've ever met. Because they are. Because right. they take it that serious. And there's just so much money involved. So if you want to play top-level tennis or golf, you've got to go to one of those academies, right? you got to go to what? Like Florida. Right. And literally pay to be with the pro and be a part of this whole system. Same thing with gymnastics. They rate these little kids when they're like eight years old. And right. you, you, you get involved in this whole system that's, that's really sick, I yeah. think. Because it's, it's the, the mentality behind it all is, is way too much. So, all right, you want to be, be a top-notch hockey player coming from Kansas? You better start playing when you're young. And you better get on one of those really expensive traveling teams where you got the matching bags and all that. Yeah, uh, you're gonna travel every weekend. I know a guy. He his kid plays in St. Louis because he it's not competitive enough here in Kansas City. Dang. And he literally they drive to St. Louis all the time. I said, do you, that's crazy. I said, you thought about moving there? And he's like, dude, we literally have. We yeah. thought about it. Oh, I got a guy on my hockey team. His kid, he wants to give his kid a shot to make it. He's in high school. They moved. He bought a house in Minnesota and moved his kids and his wife there. While he's working in Kansas, just so they can play a hockey season up there to give it a shot. That's crazy, man. I played with a guy, same thing. Went and lived with a family so he could go play hockey at a higher level, you know. And and none of these guys are, are going to make it pro. Yeah, I mean it's just crazy, man. You go up to like you go up north, man. You go up to oh, go up to Minnesota. You go up to Wisconsin. You go up there where it's cold all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, hockey is a big thing, man. We but yeah. there's no you just can't there's Why no there's no market for hockey in Kansas, which well, I, my, kind of, point is, you know, the, my point is, is the commitment it takes to get to that level is bizarre. It's yeah. not like you just went and played high school basketball. You're from Jeff West, and you got drafted because you had talent. No, you had to go to this school or that school and get scouted out by these people. Right. The, well, the do you remember? Do you remember Paul Sher- I mean, you remember Paul Shirley? Yeah. When he, I mean, he went to, you know, six eight guy that was from Jeff West, small school like us. Or he's went to all, you know. Get, uh, went to Iowa State, played at Iowa State, 
and then uh, ended up getting drafted, and he got drafted by the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. You know? Which is which? That's actually a really good story. He didn't come up through the typical AAU intense system. Mm-mm. What happens to the guys that can't afford to play that level of basketball? They get sponsored. Yeah. Some someone sponsors them, so it's like, well, what do you? What does the sponsor get back in return? Yeah. Why do parents? Why do parents put all this money into their sports, children's sports? It's 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 their own issue. The yeah. parents want to have the kid succeed. They have this fantasy, you know, the little Johnny's going to be an all star. Yeah. You know, um, in fact, this is this was something that's been coming up. How parents are now more involved than ever before. It used to be back in the day. You took you took your kid to basketball camp. You just dropped him off and picked him up when camp was over. Not anymore. No, parents they're, they're pushing them. Parents want to stay time. and they want to watch the camp and talk to the coaches and be involved. And it's becoming an issue even at the professional level where players. You know, you got these players. Their parents are like obsessed with them. There was a baseball player I was reading about who his mom was so obsessed with him and his baseball career. That he he told his agent, he's like, "Can we find a way so that she can't come to the games?" He's like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, she's too much, you know? And she was, like, tracking his phone calls and wondering why he was talking to people and spending all this time doing this and that. Dude, that's versus, insane, man. Versus focusing on the game. You know, these players that uh, the agents all talk about how how the parents are just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Phoenix Suns, the youngest sports team, uh, their average age is 25. They're having issues with that because parents want to come to the practices. And the coaches and the, are like, we've never had parents come to a practice before. We're a professional team. Yeah, no kidding, right? All right. Well, then they got parents that are undermining even the professional coach. Maybe they don't think that Johnny's getting Johnny's not getting to play, so they go and hire a special coach for him that the prof, that the professional team doesn't know about, like outside the organization. Right. Like, you know, and then that becomes an issue. It's like, what are you doing here? You know. Yeah. Um, like there's 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 a point where it's too much and there's a point where it's not too much. Like when, uh, you, when you're 24 years old, you your parents. I don't care if you're making millions or. Well, they're seeing a lot of kids don't want to play anymore. Oh, because they're getting burned out. You're less, playing so many games a year. We're seeing less and less kids want to play sports, and every year the older they get, the fewer kids play than the year before because it's gotten so serious and so competitive, and they just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. In fact, if you're a kid. Um, you shouldn't be crying after a loss of a game. No. It's just a game. If you're like it's, you're like twelve years old and you lose a game, and you shouldn't be crying. Or if you're like so nervous for the 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 gymnastics competition that you throw up before you go out there. Yeah. It's too much pressure. I agree. You know, you know and uh Simone Bo uh Simone uh Yeah, Simone Bilas. Simone yeah, she yeah. that's the reason why she didn't participate in the Olympics this year was because she was under pressure. She, she was putting so pressure, much pressure yeah. on her, you know? Yeah, she had, she was having panic attacks. Yeah. That I can understand, though, because that's the whole world watching. But if you're just a little kid playing just, you know, basketball or whatever, flag football, it, sh- it shouldn't be that serious. Yeah. All right, so what are the signs of parents acting a fool? Okay, well, first off, we're seeing more incidents of parents storming fields, getting into fights with other parents, hackling referees um, than ever before. Mm-hmm. And and I think part of it is because you've got a whole generation of parents now that have kids playing sports, and those parents have been watching reality TV for the last 20 years, and they've seen people act ridiculous, so they think that's how it's okay to act that way. Yeah. And I think, too, we've, we've lost our sense of decency as a society. My yeah. dad, middle school coach, 
eighth grade basketball. What they've had to intervene twice this year because parents were giving the officials such a hard time. One game, the official had to literally pause the game and address the entire crowd, remove, remove a few people from the crowd just to finish the game. And this is eighth grade basketball. And let's face it, you know that this, those basketball players, it's not, it's not like top-notch competitive basketball out there. Yeah. All right, last game of the year, same thing. They have to stop the game because the parents are getting so crazy, and the coach has to go out there with the officials and address the crowd and say, hey, give, give this, it's just a kid. This is a kid calling the game. Yeah. Back off, you know? Yeah, I was at a softball tournament last summer, and there was, there was one parent, uh, I believe it was on the other team, he was yelling at her at his daughter because she was she hit a mm. she hit a line drive in the gap, uh, and she didn't run the third hard enough. Mm. Like she made a double, and he still was nagging at her. Like didn't go hard enough. Yeah, I'm like, dude, yeah. it was a double. So like, if she went to third, she'd probably gonna get thrown out. I, I was Calm read, down, I was man. reading about this the detrimental psychological impact of of they call them snowboarding parents they're yeah. not even heliboard, uh, helicopter parents they call them snowboarding parents because they're just like bulldozing and snow and snowboarding these kids mm-hmm. in every move they make so for the parents who got kids that really are a top notch athlete those parents are so protect tend to be so protective of everything and they're doing everything they can they're so hyper vigilant about potential obstacles getting in little Johnny's way they do everything they can to remove those obstacles so little Johnny doesn't have to deal with them right so Johnny never learns self-reliance and because he's a good athlete everything gets handed to him and mom and dad are taking care of everything he has no internal sense of agency now you know all right how about the kids that can't handle the pressure they they internalize this well, I, I, I'm a loser. I, if I'm a loser in this game, I'm a loser in life. You know, or I can't handle the pressure of this game. I can't handle the pressure of life. And, and they buckle. You right. Know, because it's, it's, it's too much. Yeah. You know? Okay. So what are the signs that we're looking for? And, and this is a sign if you're a parent and you're listening and you do these, one of these four things, you might be taking it a little too far. Okay? First thing is when you get parents that are yelling and cursing at the ref openly in front of other parents and other kids. This has a bad impact. It's not good for the ref. It doesn't look good for you, yourself personally. I personally have never seen an official or referee change a call because of what someone in the crowd said. I've never seen it happen once. Okay? The kids see that. They think that's okay to act that way. Yeah. And, and when it's not, sports are about life. Because you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. It's life, right? It is. You're not, the ball's not always going to go your way, right? Right. Sometimes they're going to make a bad call. It happens. It happens in life. Yeah. You got to learn to deal with it. Yep. But the parents can't deal with it. That's true. <laughs> during the game. All right. So if you're cursing at the ref, yelling, that's that's so, that's a sign you're taking it too serious. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to a movie since you said that. You ever see the movie Rebound with uh, Martin Lawrence? No. So Martin Lawrence is a Disney movie. So Martin Lawrence is was a big time Division One college basketball coach. Gets fired, goes over and coaches a middle. His he goes back to his old middle school uh, basketball team. Huh, that's cool. And they're a bunch of losers, right? They don't know how to win a game. Little Bow Wow is the the kid that's in the movie, and so he uh, goes back to his old roots in his old middle school. Ends up taking to the te- taking the team to uh, the the state championship, and the coach that they played against, which was their rival. He was a hard, like he was a hard butt, is yeah. what he was. Yeah. And he 
like was telling his boy, you know, you need to hurry up. We got to do this. We got to, you know, just Riding pushing him, him so yeah, hard. Yeah. And it's like, dude, this is eighth grade basketball, man. Mm-hmm. You only pushing kids that hard, you know. And then, like after they 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 of course since they didn't move, they lose in the championship game because the referee is one of the slowest referees in the movie. Yeah. Because he called a foul with two seconds, like there was two seconds left, cost him and the game. it cost him the game. Made free throws, whatever. Yeah, and so he goes up to the referee and yell at the referee, like he was from like where you and I. Yeah, it was like you cannot make a, you can't blow the whistle and call a foul yeah. when the game is over. And he, and the referee's like, you know what, I just did, and <laughs> goes up to the scorers table. Like he was like hugging his kid, like doing that, you know, yeah. and just dropped him on the ground. And like went up to the referee and gave the referee just a handful. I know it's a movie. I get it's Hollywood, wow. but that's kind of an example of what high school, what kids, what what kids and uh, these sports that with the attitudes and stuff going on. It it they, we we're taking it too serious. Yeah, you know, especially if you're just these are just kids. Yeah. All right, cursing at the ref. That's the first sign. Second sign, trash talking other players, and this can be even trash talking players on your own kids' team. I've heard you know, that before. Yeah, I was reading stories, and we've all seen this. If you played sports, you've witnessed this. Yep. Johnny take takes little Eric's starting position. Eric's parents are mad, so now Eric's parents are going to criticize Johnny. See what I mean? Yeah. Because they're upset. Yeah. You get that. You got parents that, uh, you know, want to start coaching and criticizing their kid during the game. You know, yep. they they say that that's really detrimental to the kid. You should just let the kid play the game. If you don't like the fact they didn't hustle the third, you, you talk to them after the game. Yeah, but you don't do it in the middle of the game. They also recommend that you don't talk about the game right away. You know, after the game's over, tell them they did great, and then go talk to them later about the game. Wait but, till you get wait till you get wait till you get into the car to talk about the game. The point is, by not talking about it immediately, is you're not overemphasizing the outcome in the game. Yeah. You know, teaching the kids to just enjoy the game and relax a little. Relax a little bit, excuse me. All right, so if you trash talking other players, even on your own team, or trash talking players on the other team openly as a parent, that's a sign you're taking it too far. It's not good. You're sending bad vibes out there. Third sign, all right, parents that tell their kids, that encourage their kids to, like, play dirty or take out, you know, get them, you know, kill him, rip his head off, you know, that type of thing. I saw a clip earlier this year, man. This is like probably 12-year-old girl's basketball. A uh, girl takes a ball, shoots a three, nails it. little Asian girl. And uh, a mother in the crowd yells to her daughter, says something like, you're going you gonna to take that? You better strike back. Or she, she says something like that. And her daughter wa- walks up behind this girl and punches her and just laid her out. You're like, what in the world? You know, we shouldn't be having this. We see this all the time, though. How many how many fights have there been at the end of a game just this year alone? I mean, we just saw it at the Michigan game, yeah. which we'll talk about here in a minute. Yeah, which we'll talk about here in a minute. All right, it happened uh, Shawnee Heights in Topeka High this year playing basketball. Game's over. They're walking to the locker room. Oh, fight breaks out. Yeah, I heard well, about that. All right, we had parents get into a fight at the Topeka High-Topeka West football game this year in the crowd. Yeah. All right, we're seeing this happen more and more. Parents getting into fights. Yeah. Parents storming the court, storming the field. Yeah. That is the fourth sign. You're taking it too far. Yeah. If you physically are leaving your seat because you've gotten so emotionally in tune, wrapped up in the game, you need to chill out. You yeah. Take, you're taking it too far. There's actually a pill for that. It's called the chill pill. It is a chill pill. It is a chill <laughs> you pill. Know. You know, that's, that's what everyone, everyone needs to take. All right, so the parents, hockey parents, in my opinion, are pretty radical. I know... 
King Richard said tennis parents were the worst, but hockey parents take it way too far. And where I play hockey, they have signs all over the rink reminding parents it's just a game. They're just kids. Johnny's not going to the NHL and back off the refs. They're human. They yeah. make mistakes too. Yeah. You know. Um, so, you know, if you're if you're doing all those any of those four things, you just need to keep things perspective and, and remind yourself that your your parent, your your kids watching you. Yeah. You know. So they say, what should you look for if you want a kid? You want your kid to be on the right team? Well, find a team that has a good reputation. You know, what's this? What's this team like? We all know what it's like to play a team that's oh, these guys are the dirty guys, or they talk trash, or you know, every team has a reputation. You want to find a team that's got a good, solid reputation. Yep. Okay. Have a coach that has a sane practice schedule, no more than five days a week. All right. You shouldn't. Your kid doesn't need to go to practice, and then we got all these other hitting clinics and personal trainers and all that. We're getting more and more of that than ever before. Um, they said you should also stay clear of tyrannical coaches. If your coach is a hothead, you know that's what you're going to get. Yeah. And honestly, man, I've always, I always kind of had the benefit of having coaches that were pretty well mannered. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to play for a guy that's totally round up. Wound yeah. Up remember, uh, remember, there's a coach in our, when we were playing baseball. Yeah. For the Cardinals. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, man, he was. Yeah. yeah, he was definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy how some people take it. Yeah. But, you know, speaking of the fights and all that, and and Michigan and Juan Howard, I mean, dude, come come on, man. Yeah. I get that you're mad, but, dude. And then you get suspended five games. Like, you wanna, dude, I. You want to tell the story? Yeah, so what happened was Juan <laughs> Howard. Michigan's basketball coach. Michigan basketball coach. He's famous for being part of the Fab Five. Yeah. Which no one knows about the Fab Five, but they were the five. If you don't know, better ask somebody. Yeah. Uh, guys from Michigan that start back in the late 1980s of Michigan basketball. And anyway, so. He's a, he, he's a big figure for Michigan basketball. He's the coach now. Yeah. They're playing Wisconsin. They're playing Wisconsin yeah, in and Madison. My friends were actually at the game. He, uh, so what happened was there was an altercation. Michigan was down thirteen with ten seconds to go. Game's Wisconsin, over. yeah, the game's over. Game's out of hand. Wisconsin calls a timeout, and so uh, after the game was over, you know, we go get handshakes to the coaches. Uh, Juan Howard actually goes up to the Wisconsin coach and said, lowered down his mask and said, "I'm going to remember that." Yeah. So the Wisconsin coach. Yeah. So the Wisconsin coach then takes it the wrong way. They get into it, and then next time you know, both benches are cleared. Uh, Well, Juwan reached over, put his hand on his face. Yeah, Juwan Howard actually swung at the Wisconsin assistant (laughs) uh, during a shuffle, Um, and so uh, he actually, I think, it actually got him in the forehead and in the face. Yeah, he did. Um, And. So Dude, the Wisconsin coach were, players were throwing punches though. Yeah, so the Big Ten actually suspended Juan Howard five mm-hmm. games, um, basically the rest of the regular season, uh, which will also cost him to miss. A, um, also, and he was also fined forty thousand um, dollars for that ignorance. Where the Wisconsin coach wasn't suspended at all. Yeah. So my question is this: is like, why sure. did the Wisconsin coach not get suspended? Also, if you're at University of Michigan, do you just go ahead and get rid of Juan Howard? I, I keep Juwan Howard. If you ask me, it's racist. 
They should have given the Wisconsin guy at least one game. I, I think the Wisconsin <laughs> guy should have gotten a couple games, you know, at least uh, fine about 10, 10 or 15,000. I know? saw his post-game interview, and I thought, man, I'd put my hand in your face too. Yeah. I think I think the answer to that question, though, is that I think – I mean, I think Howard probably should have been just fired from the University of Michigan. Nah, he's you know? he's alumni. Give him, give him a little – if he does it again, then he's out. Yeah. Just make sure he's not doing that to players or anything like that. Yeah. Dude, all right, one more thing. I want to go back to the heli- or to the snowball parents um, that are too much. Dude, they're talking. They're talking about how these parents are so involved with their kids' sports and how they dis- they have a big impact on kids entering the transfer portal, and how college coaches are having to now tend to the parents and keep the parents happy because if little Johnny doesn't get enough playing time that first year, the parents are like, you know, Johnny, just screw that. We'll go over here. You know, right? And and, and we see this all the time. It was kind of funny you mentioned about the transfer portal because I mean, look like Bright. Look at look at Bryce Thompson. Yeah. You know, the guy from KU Seattle, last year didn't didn't play much at KU. So he ended up going down to Oklahoma, going to Stillwater and play Oklahoma State, and he's tearing yeah. up at Oklahoma State. I, I think that look move, at the kid from, but that move was good for him. That was because he's from him. Oklahoma, and I, I supported him. Um, who was the guy that left KU because oh um, went went to Houston? Yeah, went to Houston. Uh, yeah, because he he Grimes. wasn't the Quentin yeah Grimes. Quentin Grimes. Yeah, he wasn't the go to guy. Yeah, you know, and well, at KU when you come to KU, you're not you're you're going to you can either be the go to guy. Or you're going to win a national championship. Like, well, what do you expect to do? You got parents that are so invested in their kids' sports, and they're convinced that little Johnny's going to the league. That when Johnny goes to college, the parents want to uproot and live, move with him. Like when Tua went to Alabama, his whole family left Hawaii and went and lived in Alabama. Yeah. You know, so you got that now where parents are that involved. They want to, you know, they basically want to we'll just uproot the whole thing. Notre Dame, I mean, their basketball coach, he said, man, I had to hire some people just to just to communicate with the parents to keep them happy. Yeah. Ohio State had such a problem with this. They made a whole entire organization for the parents where they, like, vote someone in charge so they can discuss who's going to travel and that's, where, that's they're, where they're going to meet and, and, and everything. Right. Um, man, it's, I don't know. It is, it is kind of bizarre for sure. If you ask me, how right. how people are just, just just so invested, you know, um, agents got to talk with got to talk with the families now. Yep, mm-hmm. that's just too much. Yeah. Well, all right. So, anyways, Juwan, come on, man. Yep. But, uh, dude, uh, moving on to our our sucks to be that guy this week. We got a good one, Phil Nicholson. Sucks to be you, bro. Yep. So if you didn't hear about Phil Nicholson, uh, everybody knows him as Lefty um, in the PG, on the Professional Golfers Tour. This is a topic that I like to talk about because this is something that has been, you know, it's not a big golfer. Uh, Doc Man himself really not a big golfer, but me being a big golfer, this is kind of a hot topic right now on the, P, on the PGA Tour. Well, I know when you told uh, me about this whole Saudi Arabian League, I I didn't really know so about what, it. So I'm going I'm explain, to explain a little bit of the story here. So, so the PGA is getting pressured by this thing called the league and the league is what it is. It's, it's a bunch of, it's another professional tour, professional golf tour where they're trying to get the top 125 players in the world to all come on, combine onto this tour, um, and play. And all like the courses are going to play are like in Saudi Arabia, Germany, Russia, uh, Egypt, some of those courses down, you know, those nice courses down there. And they just want to form this thing. It's called the league. Well, Phil went on to Twitter or went on to his uh, podcast called FireCollective.com and stated that uh, said that he 
uh, basically said, you know, a couple bad words uh, <laughs> on on that to Saudi Arabia. Called the Saudi Arabians. Yes. Like some other efforts. Yes. And so what happened was <laughs> Callaway, which is his, his equipment man, like his equipment sponsorship, they said, hey, you know what? Because you said that. We're gonna give you. We're gonna put you on pause. Well, it's 2022. You say anything that anyone doesn't like, man, you're immediately fired, ridiculed. Exactly. And, and what happened was uh, Workday, yeah. which is another sponsorship from Phil Nicholson. Basically, they lost. basically said you're you're done. Yeah, he lost all of his sponsorships. So he, he lost. For, he for lost. One statement. He lost Workday, which is one of his big sponsorships, yeah. and he lost uh, KPMG, which is another. Big sponsorship. Shoot, he might as well just go join the Saudi League now. <laughs> I mean, he lost his sponsorship. He might as well. You might know. as well just go join the well, league. And then, and then I just saw down here at the bottom of the ticker, he hosts a tournament every year called the American Express Tournament yeah. in the PGA. They canceled that. They just canceled that. Oh, my gosh. You know, and it's just like, come on, man. Like, Dude, this is like Phil's done about. so much for the game of golf. It's this, not even. This is like what we were talking about with Trevor Bauer, you know, where we're just so quick to throw him out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, he said what he said. Yeah. We're all so offended. You would think, though, too, that Saudi League, if they're trying to break up the PGA, they're you know, technically a, a threat. Yeah. Right? Right. But they probably do have some pretty nice golf courses over there. Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah. You know, you're playing kind of in a desert with a lot of mountains. and Yeah, that would be cool. It'd yeah. be interesting to see what happens with that league, if it actually, who they get and if it actually ever kind of takes off. I heard a lot of players in the PGA said that some of them are mixed about it. Yeah, uh, Adam yeah. Scott, one of the top 125 player. Said they'd give it a shot. Said he would give it a shot. He's an Australian. Uh, John Rahm, the only one played in the world, uh, he said he would not give it a shot because he lo- he enjoys playing in the on the PGA and enjoys playing European, you know, yeah. playing for the European Tour because he's from Europe, so he's a Spaniard. So well, we'll wait and see what happens with that. Yeah, I agree. You know, that that's just mm-hmm. I'm glad we talked about that. That was a big topic that was kind of heating up. And, yeah, well, you know, sucks to be Phil. It is. I you know, know Tiger. I don't know if you saw the news today, uh, this week, but Tiger Woods announced that he will be at the Masters dinner, which is the dinner they always have at Augusta before the week of the Masters, yeah. and possibly, possibly going to participate in the Par 3 competition. Yeah, he's playing around with people's emotions. He needs to just say if he's going to play or not. Yeah, I like to see him, I like to see him get out and play yeah. um, play in the, the Masters tournament because that's his favorite term of the year. And Yeah, well, dude, I'll tell you, moving on to the Chiefs, you know, I don't – I know it's still kind of hard to talk about him because that that loss in in there to the Bengals is still still hurts. But you know, we got Nagy coming back on staff. Yep. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I'm I'm kind of mixed about it to be honest. You know, I get that he was part of Mahomes' first his rookie in his second year, um, but he didn't do really that great in Chicago when he was with the Bears with well, Justin Field. Wasn't he the guy you wanted? Didn't you say you wanted him a few weeks ago? I probably was, but I thought that was because Benemy was going to be leaving to go to so New Orleans. If, if Benemy leaves, you wanted Nagy. But I would like to see stays, Nagy. You don't want Nagy. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm mixed about it. I am because it's like I. I think he's he's got nothing but good things to bring to the table. Yeah, as long as he can accept that role and and work hard, I think he'll be great. Right. Why so, not? question now: We got you got. I mean, you, rest in peace, Hitchens. I mean, I know we're both not. We were kind of upset about that, but yeah, we get it. Is necessary evil. Yes, because you gotta get that cat space now. What do you do with the cat space? Do you go get Honey Badger, or do you go get Schuster, or do you go get Calvin Ridley? I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna let Veach make that decision. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. So I don't. He knows. We'll just see what happens there. I agree. 
But uh, we had our, our Mahomes moment this week. You know, Patrick was up in Vegas recently for his bachelor party. Looked like him and Travis and the boys had a good time. Um, props to you, Patrick, and long live you and Brittany. Um, yeah. You know, I know I people people have been pretty harsh on you guys on Twitter. And did you did you see any, was there any Brittany Twitter drama this week? There's not, but I, I've been making nothing but positive Patrick and Brittany tweet. So <laughs> I bet you have. I put. I said somewhere this week. I was like, may they have a long, prosperous relationship. So, <laughs> you know, I was thinking back on that whole thing we talked about last week at the Baylor game with her and him on on the, you know, oh, Texas Tech. I'm thinking, man. Did you see what she? Did you see I what? can tell you now what what happened there and that that thing. It might have. It might not have looked cool, but we've all had a girl or our girlfriend or woman or wife do that exact thing like that has happened at time or two it's not like it's abnormal she's just a kid in fact you know what my girlfriend probably makes faces like that all the time because i'm an idiot so, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I'm not, I mean i'm not i'm gonna tell you i'm 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 not bashing on them any means in fact i'm like i am 100 team patrick and Brittany. yeah yeah. Uh, so Pat and Brittany, we we salute you guys. Yeah, salute to happy marriage. Patrick. Happy marriage. I'm you glad know. you had a good bachelor party. Vegas is a great place to go for bachelor party. Yep. I agree, sir. 100 percent on that. Yeah. Vegas is always a great time, no matter if you're there for a bachelor party, if you're there just to have a good time, or there for a BCA pool term, which I'm hoping to be in next year at this well, time. Good luck to you, man. You know, yeah. before we wrap up here, I think we'll we need to talk or at least provide an update on baseball. I know we keep talking about that. The lockout is still happening. The owners all need to be slapped. Um, well, they say what they say. If they don't come to a conclusion on Monday that they're going to cut the season down this, to 82 games. Yeah, the season gets shortened, which, you know, those owners are going to want to make their money. But yep. I don't know, man. It's, it's just bizarre. Just, it is. Just play the game. Just play the game. You know, like, let's just let's – just... Let's just do it. it you know, like we want to play baseball. We want to see baseball. We don't have football or anything else that time of year. Yep. Just figure it out, guys. You know, it just sucks because today was the first was the opening day of spring training. Mm. You know. Hey, do you do you hear that? What is that? Is that the is that the is that the is that the war chant? It sounds it sounds like heaven. It does. Do you have goosebumps, sir? I do. Do my hair on my back is like growing. See you next week. Right shot.